Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week, coming up later in the episode. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hey, hey, what do you say, women's basketball fans? Happy WNBA Draft Day. It's going to be exciting. You heard from Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert yesterday with our officially unofficial mock draft right here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm going to come to you with a, a really quick recap of the draft later today. But you know what? I'm... I'm drafting mock drafts, projections. That's not really my lane. You know here on Tuesday, Thursday shows that I like to bring that brand new flavor in your ear. And this week and also next Tuesday, I am going to bring you um, a full interview with the, the group from the Jersey Club that created the WNBA Expansion Project. They dropped this the eve before the draft to get everyone hyped. Now, I think I've talked about it on the show before. Everyone's talking about Caitlin, Paige. Why can't they enter the draft now? Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Auntie is here to tell you that there are not enough roster spots. There are legitimate draftees from last season and from this season that are not going to make WNBA rosters. That's not even including training camp invitees that will not make a WNBA roster. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Last year, there were players that were drafted that never got to even see action in training camp. Now, granted, that's because of Rona and coronavirus and all of that and the limitations and the shortened season and, and season and all of that, all of that, all of that, all of that. However, it's only going to get more competitive from here. Um, I was on a call with uh, the New York Liberty, Jonathan Kolb, their general manager, and Walt Hopkins, their head coach, Walt said he thinks that y'all need to put some respect on the 2021 draft class, okay? Now, granted, this is a team that just gave up the number one pick, but they got Natasha Howard. They were able to get Sammy Whitcomb. So, honestly, I don't think the Liberty really needed another top prospect. They need people who are tried and true in the league because the WNBA veteran leadership matters. Okay, so now why am I going off about this? I just told you I wasn't going to talk about the draft and then I talk about the draft. Well, that's because on today's show, I'm going to give you part one of my conversation with six members of the Jersey Club creative team who came up with the WNBA expansion project. Y'all are like, yo, E, what is the WNBA expansion project? Well, I'm gonna let you know. As we know, the WNBA and Nike partnered to have three different jerseys for each of the 12 WNBA teams, the Heroin Line, the Explorer Collection, and the Rebel Collection. The WNBA Expansion Project 
by the Jersey Club is to put some respect on the WNBA. Now, this idea came about before they had any idea that, that Nike was going to do an expansion, but I'm going to read to you, and the link is in the description, I'm going to read to you the, the description that the Jersey Club gives us about the WA, WNBA expansion project, okay? The WNBA is gaining popularity faster than ever, but still lacks the respect it fully deserves. The league is small, only having 12 teams, and up until this year, unimaginative jerseys. Uh, can I get an amen? That's not in, I said that. That's not a direct quote. Anyway, I'm gonna keep reading. The intention of this project was to create brands for teams in cities that have had teams in the past, as well as new cities. These brands include full logo packages, uniforms, courts, and even jersey swaps of future WNBA players. 12 new teams were made, doubling the league total. The brands were developed, taking into account the culture, scenery, and heritage of each city. This was a team effort, and we highly encourage you to check out everyone involved. Okay, so in a minute, you're going to hear from six of the creators. I did this interview earlier this week, but let me run through the 12 expansion teams. And they gave us conferences. They gave us East and West conferences back legitimately and gave us divisions. But all right, here's a little taste of what you're going to get. The Charlotte Rush. Ooh, with Mint City as the nickname. The Cincinnati Majesty. The Denver Gold. The Nashville Notes. The Orlando Flamingos. The Philadelphia Bells. Portland Roses. Salt Lake City Slopes. The San Diego Waves. And wave and wave. I like I like these colors. These are dope colors. All right, I'm sorry. The San Francisco Seals, the St. Louis Spirit, the Toronto Huskies. Those are the 12 teams. And then you have to check out the expansion map with the different divisions. So you have the Western Conference is three divisions: Northwest, Pacific, and Central. The Eastern Conference three divisions. Atlantic, Midwest, and Southeast. I love this so much. I had a good time with the fellas. As usual, Auntie had some technical difficulties because people like to drag race up and down these streets here in Harlem. And I gotta give a shout out to my boy, Ryan. I Now, I asked each one of these dudes how to pronounce their name. And I still managed to pronounce Ryan's last name incorrectly. And I said I was going to mess up somebody's name. So I'm sorry, Ryan, that it had to be you. But you know, Auntie, it's nothing but love. Ryan Miles, along with Nick Miller, Lance Heisman, Seth Reese. We had Denver Gravit and Casey Vitelli all on today's episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I was able to join the New York Liberty uh, media call before the draft. And of course, everyone was talking about Rebecca Allen, Beck Allen. 
And so Beck Allen, if you don't know, plays for Valencia in Spain. And they just played in the Euro Cup Women's Championship game. Valencia in Spain took home the title in dramatic, and I do mean dramatic fashion, with one-tenth of a second left on the clock. Raquel Garella goes to the line for Valencia. They're down one point. She has two free throws to ice it. And you know what? There was a lot of celebrating after those free throws. As they say, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And icing free throws and then enjoying a nice cold beer after, I'm sure that there was some celebration because you know what? Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end of the game. It's the whole game. Joy, happiness, enjoyment. That's all of the things that Valencia experienced in that championship, the campeonato, uh, because of Raquel Carella. And are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Hey, why not a little bit of both? So our ultra player of the week is definitely Raquel Carella for Valencia as they win the Euro Cup Women's Championship. As promised, we are here to talk about the WNBA expansion project. We got some pretty fresh ones. I had to figure out who was behind these these new jerseys. It's 12 different jerseys for 12 different expansion teams. Some cities we recognize, some that we don't. But I have the creators, or at least some of the creators, right here with me. Uh, We'll start with uh, Lance Heinzman. Nick Miller, Casey Vitelli, Seth Reese, Denver Gravit, and Ryan Mellis. Did I, I said it wrong? Miles. Ryan Miles. <laughs> I knew I was going to get someone's name wrong. And Ryan Miles, my apologies. We went through it all off air. I still, I, you know, messed it up. All good. Ryan Miles, well, we'll start with you, Ryan. Um, introduce yourself to everyone real quick and tell us how you got into or what your exposure is to women's basketball. Uh, I'm Ryan Miles. I'm 20. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, I'm pretty new to the women's basketball scene, to be honest. Uh, in October of 2020, I did a expansion project of my own. I did the Milwaukee Does. Um, and that was really my first introduction to the WNBA. Uh, one of the players I used as like a jersey swap for that team was Arike Agumbuale because she's from Milwaukee, so fitting. Um, and then ever since then, I've just been paying a little bit more attention here and there. And then, yeah, this project was like perfect to get me to teach me even more about the league and everything. All right, Nick, we're going to come over to you. Howdy. I am Nick. I am also from Wisconsin. Um I've been kind of following women's basketball really more on the, uh, like from the bench and whatnot, more just kind of um, just subtly paying attention to it. And one, like kind of the first time I really remember getting into it was when um, UConn's women's basketball was kind of at its peak like when they were winning, when they were on that insane um, 
like 70 game or so win streak and i've been kind of following it ever since thank you thank you nick uh lance let's head over to you i am lance i'm 16 from pennsylvania and uh because i'm 16 i haven't really been following the WNBA or women's basketball in general as long or that long and so really uh, my introduction to really following and keeping up with the WNBA was hearing Kobe talk about women's sports and hearing him. And when the idea came for a WNBA expansion project, I was all for it. I love that. The Kobe effect. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Casey, how about you? Yeah, I'm Casey. I'm 30. I'm from the Bay Area, California. Um, my first really introduction was basketball was probably watching USA basketball when Don Staley was on the team back in the early 2000s. I don't I really watch much besides that but then it's kind of coming back a little bit it's getting more popularized so i've kind of been seeing it more and more getting back into it and yeah when the when the idea came up i was all for it love to hear it now the don staley effect i mean for the culture for sure and uh, we'll head over to seth how about you yeah my name is seth reese i'm from cincinnati ohio uh my introduction to women's basketball was uh back when i was a kid i would set up some crates downstairs in the basement in this wonderful home and uh, would just like shoot around with a rubber ball. But in the background, I would always have basketball on. And most of the time, like on ESPN2 and ESPN Classic and stuff like that, you would have Diana Taurasi and Candace Parker, uh, basically highlight reels of them just going off on people. And uh, then as I grew up and went to college, I went to Oral Roberts University and actually was able to work all of the women's basketball games there. So worked probably 85 games for them. And so just the exposure grew. And so with the WNBA, I actually hadn't had been very involved uh, until last season watching Sue Bird. So, but yeah, the, when this project came up, uh, it was, it was a really fun thing to do just because it challenged my knowledge of the, the WNBA and just helped me grow. Like Ryan said, uh, pay more attention to just, a lot of the teams and a lot of the players that I hadn't really kept a close eye on. Thanks so much, Seth. And you mentioned Sue Bird, but we have another Denver over here that's joining us. That's also part of the team. Sue Bird was at the Nuggets for a little bit, but we've got Denver <laughs> Gravit here with the WNBA expansion project. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Denver. Cool. Yeah, my name is Denver. Um, I'm from Austin, Texas, and my introduction to women's basketball in the WNBA was, I don't even know how young I was playing backyard basketball, um, and the best player in backyard basketball was Lisa Leslie. Uh, so that's kind of how I got introduced to it. Um, kind of like Seth said as well, in college I worked um, kind of with the sports department and the broadcasting department, and got to see a lot of um, my university's women's basketball games through that. At, uh, and our team is really good, so that was a lot of fun um, at Abilene Christian University. Um, and then lately, just what's been going on, um, kind of. I think Lance mentioned the, the Kobe effect, um, the way him and some other NBA players have really taken it upon themselves to 
um, make sure people are noticing and um, kind of like your favorite players, favorite players, they're always courtside. Um, they're talking about it. And um, when the WNBA released those orange hoodies uh, relatively recently, you started seeing those a lot. Um, that kind of brought my attention around to um, some of the things we're going to talk about just in terms of like what um, apparel and design can do to bring attention to the league. Um, that deserves the attention and uh, what kind of lacks right now is just the marketing aspect of it. Yes, indeed. And I'm so glad that y'all have come together for this. But um, before before we get into the WNBA expansion project, I do just want to remind folks, so I'm going to pull up here on the screen for a little bit, what we're talking about when we're talking about the 2021 swag, because it's definitely been upgraded for 2021. I think we can all admit that, but we've got, so these are all the Rebel Edition, but you've got three designs for each of the 12 WNBA teams. But then also each team is going to have apparel separate to just the the replica jerseys, which I think are dope. A lot of people saying that that black vest in particular was inspired by Courtney Williams. I mean, where is the lie? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I mean, so when looking at some of these jerseys, you can see Chicago's here. Phoenix. I'm going to be honest. I think the whole set for Phoenix might be my overall favorite. Um, Atlanta's are pretty dope. You see some of the players here wearing those. And, of course, Chicago. Um, you know, we heard from one Diamond to Shields that, you know, Chicago was coming with it. Um, so, first, let's get some reactions just to the, the WNBA swag from this year. Ryan, we'll start with you again. Oh, yeah. I remember because we had known a couple days prior uh, that – like the reveal was going to be that day and we had been hyping up in chat and the second the pictures on twitter dropped we were we were going crazy in the chat because they, they were really cool yeah <laughs> i don't know about you but lots of zoom calls they keep me stagnant I'm, I'm usually at my desk all day all night watching games watching film editing video uh recording video editing podcasts recording podcasts and the one thing that gets me going is the best tasting protein bar ever. Now, the six new flavors, my favorite of the six new flavors is definitely caramel brownie, but you can't go wrong with any of the 12 original favor flavors. Uh, coconut almond is my sister's favorite. Uh, double chocolate and salted caramel are mine, but these bars are 100% covered in chocolate, which I love. They're soft and easy to chew, which makes them great for a little snack while I'm even recording podcasts or editing things. Um, and it's great for the health conscious person because these bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Make sure you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, football might be over, but we still have the, the MNBA and the NHL in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets 
Not to mention, it's free to sign up. Head to the website, or you can use your mobile device, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, but yeah, and I agree with you. Phoenix, Phoenix has the best ones. They're pretty dope. Uh oh, there might be some dissent in the group. <laughs> heavy sides there. Nick, we'll go to you next. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I I don't know if I have a personal favorite. They're all just just really really like they're really great i i personally really like the attention that is starting to be gained with the WNBA because it does thank you <laughs> um it does kind of it gets closer to the tier of what the NBA is at at least for a uniform design standpoint and for me personally, with like the whole equality thing, and I personally really, really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I did not answer that question. Pick your favorite team, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, probably the Liberty. Probably the Liberty. Those are probably that is probably my favorite set as a whole. You mentioned equality, so I figured as much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we went to Lance uh, in the last round, so we'll go back to you, Lance. Uh, Just your impressions of the new drop, and uh, do you have a favorite? And if so, why is it Phoenix? (laughs) Um, I can't answer that last question. I'm going to my favorite is Liberty for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just something about the color with the gold. The name is all really beautiful. But my reaction... That's pretty dope. Yeah, that is pretty like, tight. I was trying to get a jersey, actually, for the Liberty, but they only have them in women's cut, uh, women's sizes right now. Um, so I, have to, I might have to get an XL, see what that's about. Um, but yeah, my reaction when I saw them was just, I was in awe. They, they all looked really good. The Phoenix, every team looks really good. And I was really happy to see them. Like uh, Nick said, from the quality standpoint, I'm glad to see the WNBA visually is on par, if not better, than what the NBA is putting out right now. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. High time for sure. Casey, you're up next. Um, well, sorry to the New York guys. Um, they are good. They're probably my second, but I got to go with Phoenix as my first one. Uh, I mean, it's so cool to see that the WNBA finally got their own unique design instead of just the standard template they've had for years and years since probably its inception. But um, it's cool to see that, again, the whole – the whole um, differentiating design now is going to expand to – it's going to be great. I hope we get some more cool designs for the whole league. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Next up is Seth. All right. Well, I'm repping my hometown team, the Indiana Fever, the uh, <laughs> the Stranger Things jerseys. Those are probably one of the coolest jersey designs I've ever seen. So, uh, and I've never watched Stranger Things. So, <laughs> never. So. I had, we had who was it? Uh, Windsider, Rea, and Jasmine Baker were talking about that, and they were like, people in the comments because they were on IG Live. They were like, yeah. people in the comments are saying something about the upside down. I was like, oh my gosh, they really have no idea. <laughs> See, never, I mean, I know the references, and like when I first saw it, I pr- I'm pretty sure I threw it in the group message. I was like, are these Stranger Things? Because I recognize the font. 
Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's MNBA draft with the Locked on NBA draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Follow Locked on NBA draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I was like, I think these are Stranger Things. I had no clue. It was like an Indiana town, like the the fictional Indiana town was like the inspiration for it. Um, but I'll always rep Indiana stuff. And then even the Connecticut Sun gives me the like old Memphis Grizzly vibes, which are so. I mean, they're one of the best NBA jerseys ever. So I'd say those two that go against the Phoenix tribe that's gaining up here. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm part of that Phoenix drive, but I will admit, uh, I I bought a jersey today and it was that blue Connecticut jersey. Yes. I also just love like they went all in for the culture and for the yep. culture of the Mohegan tribe, which we don't see often in a positive yeah. way in sport. Oh, yeah. So I was definitely all in when it came to that. But Denver, all right, you're up. You've heard you've heard what the crew had to say. Uh, what say you when it comes to this new drop, and uh, what's your favorite? Yeah, I think the first thing that kind of struck me about it is just um, consistency, and I think that's really what kind of puts this collection uh, above and beyond where the NBA is at, um, is that all of these are hits, and all of these jerseys are just so beautiful and well thought out. Um, the other side of that coin is it's hard to pick. Uh, I think my favorite would be... Um, the Washington Mystics Rise jersey. Um, I really like the Liberties collection. I really like the Phoenix set as well, especially the X-Factor uh, aspect to that. But just the singular Rise jersey, I think, is, is really powerful um, and just looks great. I, I could get with that and um, has the words of the 19th Amendment piped in, which is pretty dope. And then what I didn't realize is not only did Washington go retro with the font that they used, uh, which is an ode to the OG Washington uh, when they had that dark blue and brown or yellow. Or, um, there was a lot going on there. And I know what it had to do with DC, but um, but uh, they also had the star, uh, which I guess they wanted to um, represent statehood in the fight for statehood in DC. So I thought that was pretty dope too. Um, all right. But, but so we talked about the WNBA, but again, we brought y'all on here because y'all not only gave us jerseys, but like you gave us the, the, the whole H E R heroin explorer and rebel collection for 12 expansion teams. Now, some of these cities are familiar to WNBA fans, some are new, but let's get into it. Where do we come up with? Where did we come up with this idea? How did you decide on the twelve cities? Um, and then I'll get into what each of you contributed uh, specifically. So, all right, why don't we go to you, Ryan? Where did this concept and idea c- come from? You mentioned already the Milwaukee Doe's. I remember that Arike jersey. That was fire. So uh, what happens next? Uh, yeah, so we had just been – we had been taking a break from doing projects just because, like, they're really time-consuming. Um, but a couple a couple weeks ago, actually, this we had a really quick turnaround in this project. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had just been talking about what we want to do for our next project. 
and someone had suggested WNBA and we kind of just, we all agreed that that was like a great idea because it just, I feel like there's never been more hype for the league than there is now. Uh, so we went with that and then we just started brainstorming teams and I don't know if someone wants to, if someone else wants to take off uh, <laughs> from here, they can. Uh, we, yeah, somebody uh, mentioned the WNBA. Tor, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tor did. Yeah. Sorry, and... sorry, it's Thor. Not Thor, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we know a guy named Thor. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you pronounce his name? It's, it's, it's pronounced Thor, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. for the next interview, I know that, so I don't mess it up like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got a hard six feet in Europe, so it's kind of hard for yeah. him. Oh, yeah, he's, he's Norwegian. There you so have it. You learned about the soon. WNBA <laughs> expansion project. We will have part two for you next week with the Jersey Club homies. I had a lot of fun talking with these guys and, you know, had to make fun of myself for getting names wrong. So Thor, I'm ready for you. The Norwegian designer, we can figure out a time that works. But until now, or until then, I should say, excuse me, I want to get y'all ready for the WNBA draft. So if you haven't already, make sure you listen to Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert, their show that went live yesterday, Wednesday. Of course, Howard and I, as well as Amy and Gabe last week, got you ready for the draft. So you're going to want to catch up on all of the Locked On Women's Basketball episodes and come back later tonight after the draft. I'm going to give you a quick recap um, of some of my thoughts it's going to be pretty raw but it'll go up late on thursday and i'll get you ready for howard megdal on fridays as always thank you for your support of locked on women's basketball of me aka auntie and of course uh the greater women's basketball community we are excited to four days a week be able to bring you um amazing stories, amazing creators, uh, and we're going to talk social justice. I know that, unfortunately, our world is still reeling because of COVID. There have been, again, murders that have happened in Minnesota. It's um, not the, the rewind that we wanted heading into another season that's going to be impacted, not at the same rate, but definitely impacted by COVID. So we'll get into that, I'm sure, as well. But for now, please protect your peace at all costs. And a part of that also means just be kind to yourself. And we've got to be kind to one another. So, all right. Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out.